Those aren't jingle bells, bitch. It's House Divided. And we're coming at you with a new episode right now. right into the table and last year my proclaimed hot garbage are going to be the beginning of our conversation this evening i'm talking sheffield united and i'm talking a winless sheffield united i'm also talking to sheffield united that's only scored four goals so they're having a rough time they're not getting blown out i mean their last three results they've i mean yeah they've it's tough it's going tough for sheffield united right now and chris wilder and we need to hopefully find something that's going to turn that around. And I do truly believe that he might not have a backup plan in place for, let's say, a plan B. Because they figured out how to play Sheffield last year. Let's let's see how it goes. Hopefully he can pull one out of the hat. They haven't allowed the most goals. They've allowed the third or fourth most goals. But I think that that number four goal statistic stands out to you. They have to sort it out up top. I don't know if it's making another signing, and I'm not even going to name a signing because they tried to do that in the window. Granted, a little late, but we're in the weirdest window this world's ever seen. I don't know what the answer is for Sheffield. They're not even getting draws. That's the thing. Is they have one draw and nine losses. <sighs> yeah. I think, th- I think the tide will change at some point, but will it be too late? I don't think you can drop this many so early on with almost a third of the season now gone. So I don't think it'd be... I think as far as this, I'll leave it at this with Sheffield United. And I think if they are in the same position they are in now with one point by the end of December, that might be curtains for them. If they can get some run of games here in the December period, then we'll, you can change. I mean, there's so many games over that period that a couple wins on the bounce and they're right back lower and right up there with the fight. But if they're still on one point at the end of this month, then I think that's curtail their stay in the Premier League. Staying in the Premier League is the Premier League's longest-serving manager. Or should we say, is he staying in the Premier League? Sean Dyche's men are there with Sheffield. The inspiration behind the local pub, the Dyche in Burnley. The man's a legend. Um, I feel bad for him. I don't think this Burnley side are necessarily terrible, but they're just not... This is what happens when you don't spend money and you don't reinvest in the squad. I feel like the goals are there from Chris Wood, but probably it's just a matter like he just finds a hot streak for about four or five games and then can sizzle out or get the odd goal where they are down 3-0. Exactly. They have to reinvest, but Burnley are not a club that looks like they over the recent years obviously that we've been watching them they're not a club that is going to do that. So Sean Dyche has done I think as much as he can for Burnley. And again, you're about to see that fizzle out. I uh, I hate to see him go, but I think the Dyche could definitely 
manage another Premier League club, and they would be doing much better than Burnley are right now. So, boo Burnley, hooray Sean Dyche. They need to score goals. End of story. Yeah, good for him. 200 games uh, now for Burnley, and we'll see. What is it? <laughs> 26 more to go? <laughs> that will be the record for until he leaves, but the other team down there, West Brom, I feel like... They started very slow, and I think in recent weeks, honestly, they've looked better. And I don't know if it'll be enough to keep them out of the bottom three by the end of the season, but they definitely have shown that they have a little bit of fight. They're going to get the odd result. I think the team is... I think that way for Fulham. I don't really feel that for West Brom, because West Brom... You know they're up there in second with allowing the most goals, and yet that's it's that's not what you want, obviously, when it comes to these games where there are so many goals going back and forth between two teams that are playing in front of no fans. Yeah, we'll get a couple thousand here soon. It sounds like, but that just can't happen. And and for me, the the one thing I'm not really scratching my head about, but just I can't get past the fact is I think we are looking at the finalized bottom three: West Brom, Burnley, Sheffield. I think Burnley, Sheffield definitely have been the standout not good. I think Fulham and West Brom have both looked better at them in times. I think in games they've seen a little bit more fortune, a little bit more fight. And they've, according to the numbers, they've scored more goals. Not many more, but they've still scored more. Um, both of these teams have also let in more goals. And I think West Brom... Or Fulham in a pinch, I think West Brom would go down over Fulham. But yeah, I I think Fulham just have again a bit more bite to them. You can kind of see that in the, the most recent two one win over Leicester, uh, and and they got it done against West Brom previously. You know they're getting it done against the the teams that are down there with them. So they beat I, I all the teams down there with them, and they'll be all right. Stay above those teams below them. Crystal Palace, they've been dropping a couple results here. I'm My not, seventh place pick. I'm not worried. It's just a repeat offender for me. Roy Hodgson, freshen it up. Yeah, give him the door politely, pat him on his back, send him on his way. If Crystal Palace want to be that disturbing team that we know they always can be on a consistent basis, I think it's another new manager to come in. Uh, who have we called? This Eddie Howe. Eddie Howe. Eddie Howe's ready for it. I think they... I can see that... Them planning around that, um, stay in the league this year, get another check from the TV deal, and buy some new signings that mi- that mix in with Eddie Howe. Give him a little package, and Crystal Palace are a whole new entity next year. You know what I mean? That's the only smart way to do it, in my opinion. They look good. They got a great squad on paper. Um, Wolf Saha has not been as prolific as he has been earlier in his uh, Premier League career throughout his time at Crystal Palace, not Manchester United. But I think some new additions that Eberichi Eze has been impressive in my eyes. And I think that if they're if Eddie Howe was gonna take over a team, it should be Crystal Palace. They're a team that's right they're clearly higher quality than, than Bournemouth were last year. And he's got a lot more to work for. They got a big fan base, big stadium, and I I think it hits the marks. But Roy will steady the ship and they'll be mid table, send him off nice. I, I, that's kind of what I wish for him. I'm not at his throat, don't get me wrong, but like, for me, you know, again, I've got some family who support this club, so I I watch him a bit closer than I do everyone else, and Crystal Palace are a team for me that 
always do the same thing. Old, solid, proven centre-backs in this league, young, fast, entertaining wingers. And they're trending that way again. A guy in the middle of the pitch who is that like me, Vojevic has been the past couple of years, can get you the penalty and the free kicks and when you need them. And it's, it's repeat offender all over. So my word is that Hodgson has to move on, but we'll surely see. The next team is a little bit strange to have down here at this point of the season, but we've got Arsenal in 14th position on 13 points. Level with Crystal Palace, only ahead on goal difference. What's going wrong with Arsenal? I can't tell you. I, I couldn't tell you. I think it's... What I honestly hear so much about Arsenal is, oh, they have the Arsenal way. And that's like because of this Wenger football that he really did instill into this club. It was so attractive. And it was always daring. And you're not getting that in an Arsenal team right now. Granted... It was always the back line we've been talking about the past two, three years or not being able to keep these clean sheets. And, and to be honest with you, not that those are entirely fixed, but that's the manager at the helm's mindset and how to go about a match. Do you still have full faith in Mikel Arteta? I'm not... A f- I'm not, a, not an Arsenal I don't fan, obviously. Arsenal, but... so I, my answer is... An Arsenal fan would be a bit different maybe than I am a Chelsea fan. For me, I think Arteta is a good step. But again, he went from the Man City back room to managing a club like Arsenal. He did not coach anyone else. He coached under the best coach in the world, yes. But he hasn't gotten to install his philosophy yet. This is still very fresh. I think he's. I think he deserves at least three years. I think you have to take this into account too, and this is something that's changed since he first became the the guy at Arsenal. Is now he is officially he was the head coach, and apparently over the summer and over the transition, he's become the head manager, which is what people stepped into to begin with. But that also means that he has much more work to do behind the scenes in making sure that. All these different goals financially and uh, whatever they want to do in their infrastructure of the club, like he has to meet those goals and he has to do more than sit on the pitch and train and say who he wants to buy. You know what I mean? He's got to put into a lot more things to account. And it's shown faith. I think it's a learning process and it's tough to judge these teams based on just how strange of a season it is, to be honest with you. And we can talk more on that later, but... Um, I think Arsenal will come good and they will be back in their usual top six position. Um, it's just, it's just a strange time and they're not, it's not on, it's weird form. They're on weird form. I, I disagree to be honest, because I think that Arsenal need to take this year and understand that they are going to settle between, in my opinion, personally, yet it sounds like it changes every week, but I think they're looking ninth to 11th. One of those years, you think? Huh? I think it's one of those seasons already. I think it's one of those seasons. And it's it's proven now because you can't be a competitive six every single season now. We're always getting a new entrant, it seems like. I mean, we'll get to them. West Ham are up there in fifth after ten matches. That's, that's a team who was down at the bottom. It's crazy, yes, this season. But I think Arsenal in particular need to take this and all the lessons that they're going to learn and letting in late goals and 
being thrashed maybe 3-1 by an Aston Villa squad, whatever that result was. Drawing with Leeds. They need to take those results, take them on the chin, figure it out going into next season. Newcastle, one point above Arsenal in 13th. It's not surprising to me where they are right now. I no. don't think I'm ever since that that whole deal fell through. Oh, pardon me, fell through with the owners not wanting to come through and buy the club and put in all those, all the all that those millions and millions of pounds. This is where they're going to be, and they did make some smart signings. Cal Wilson scored goals for them this season, and Ryan Frazier's looked good. I think uh, Jeff Hendricks looked good at times. Um, Jamal Lewis on the left. They're going to be a solid squad. I think this is kind of... They can aim a little higher than this, but I think this will be around the same spot they end in. You know, I think that it helped Steve Bruce more than anyone, the fact that Newcastle were bull. We haven't heard much about Steve Bruce this season. That's a good thing as a manager. The reason... The thing I'm thinking about with that is it gives him the opportunity to wear Yeah, he has made some signings, but he supported this club. So he's going to be able to say, like, you know, right now they're, they're sorting out things internally. I don't have an answer. I've got the squad of players I've got. I'm going to try and put my best mind together or put our minds together to get a result at the weekend. That's where Newcastle are, and that's another one for me where Newcastle very well may stay. But this next team, I think a lot of people had higher hopes for them so far. Have you seen the attractive football from Leeds? I think this is a fantastic position for Leeds to be in. If you think about it, newly promoted. Yeah, everyone was excited and they were going to be higher up there, but they're really just right outside the top 10. You know what I mean? Like They're right where people kind of would want to be. If you're a championship club moving up, this is a perfect position to be in, in my, in my opinion at least. You're one point behind City. You're two points behind United. I'm sure, you maybe thought that they would be further up the table. But, but you're ahead of Arsenal. Look at that. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good way to put it. Uh, we'll stay up. Best is yet to come. I think they get a couple nice signings in this next window, maybe. Yeah, you can see them being a January sniper. Like, just something, a great signing. I can see it. The uh, Sky Blue Boys. Yep. Still a match behind. If you win that match, you go to 18th. If you look at the goal difference right now for that, you would have to win that match by two goals to go above Leicester and into fourth spot. You said it in the week. You guys are keep keeping keeping clean sheet, keeping clean sheets, keeping clean sheets, and that's that's all you guys need. To be honest with you, the goals are there. The goals are there. Everyone knows that we have the goals there. But I think in this season, there's something when you watch, even just me, someone who watches them week in week out when they play, something's been missing from the play, and that you can tell that maybe sometimes that this is the new crop of people and there's no Aguero, David Silva, and uh, it's been gone now, but Vincent Company to kind of be in around the dressing room showing how Pep wants it to play. And you've got new signings, younger kids coming in who are wanting to stamp their authority on the game. Phil Foden, Ferran Torres, and and Ruben Diaz, obviously, in my examples. But um, the best is yet to come still for City. But at the same time, like it's similar to how I what I said with Arsenal. It's a strange season, um, mixed mixed results, and they'll come good. I think we'll be in the top six. I don't want to say we're out of the title race, but we don't look like we're the top team to win the league this year. That's what I like to hear. 
personally. I think it spot on. Aston Villa. Well, they've gone a pretty brutal run of form. The past five matches, they've won one, and they've lost four. They started off so hot. Uh, I think the West Ham match was a tale of two stories in a way right now between West Ham and Aston Villa because for me, I just feel like Aston Villa have the better squad on paper. And I always feel like they have a bit more heart, yet West Ham are showing you that West Ham way and being tough about their football and they're going and, and pulling off the results against the teams that they should beat. I think Villa should, if they're looking at this, and again, I don't want to be so just black and white about it, but you're coming off a season where you were almost relegated. Now you're sitting 10th above City and Arsenal and everyone's favorite leads. There's not much to complain about. Yeah, you're on a little bit of a bad run of form, but it's not like this is... You've gained points before this form. So you have that in your mind that you know you picked up points and you know you can pick up points. That's more than Sheffield and Burnley can say. Like They don't have the experience now in this season, at least. They don't have those that momentum that's going to carry on saying, hey, we, we haven't done this before. We just got thrashed 5-0 by City. But Villa have beaten Arsenal 3-0. Villa have gone and, and taken some scalps of their own this season. And I think they're going to be fine moving forward because they have a good mentality. They bought a good striker. Um, the best is yet to come. They have the most informed player in the league. Jack Grealish is the hot commodity right now, that's for sure. Aston Villa value him at $100 million, they said. They say. What do you think? Um, I think it falls in line. I think most players... In the England setup, especially now that he's made his England debut, will be um, in that kind of price line. There, if you're an England international nowadays, that's that's the money ticket, especially in the Premier League. So you're gonna over you're gonna overpay. But I think it's 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 better than Harry Maguire, that's for sure. I think he would fit. He's rumored with City, but I think he would fit into the Arsenal squad. So well. Everything that they thought Jack Grealish was going to be is in... I mean, Jack Wilshire is in Jack Grealish. I can see it. I can kind of see it. All I know is that apparently Kevin wants to play with, with Jack Grealish, and that's a personal word. So I guess if we got to keep Kevin happy, we got to kind of bring him into the fold. But let's move on to the next team. The Reds. Manchester United sitting in ninth on 16 points. United are another one that people have. There's been they've faced their criticism this year, and dead they even. haven't done so so terribly though. Not dead even. Sixteen goals scored, sixteen goals let in, five wins, one draw, four losses. They've literally been the fifty fifty team almost. Bruno Fernandez has been fantastic. Yeah, Bruno they got Fernandez smacked six one by Spurs. Bruno Fernandez has a uh, a cheeky way about him. I'm just going to put it that way. I think politely. he thinks he's a lot better than he really is. I do too. I'll say that. I'll go, <laughs> I'll go out there and say it. I do too. But we always have to throw something at one team, it feels like. And this is continuously the one for me. It's usually Spurs, but there's Manchester United. Everton started off so hot, dropped off. I mean, they're on somewhat the same form like Villa. They've lost the last, well, they've lost the last four out of five. I don't 
know if it's going to take maybe a big result over a team that they thought that they should be up there competing with, like Leicester, like Chelsea, like Liverpool, or something like that to get them going again. I think there is obviously enough quality in that squad that they are going to overcome that. And pretty much, I don't think they'll go lower than where they are right now in eighth. There's that that's that um that saying like the best of the rest. You know what I mean? Um, they need to be the best of the rest. They need uh, yeah. to be the Wolves. They need to beat Southampton. They need to be West Ham, Villa, Leeds. Like they need to be the solidified uh, top dog of that yeah. group. I guess yeah. if that's what they want to compete at. I don't think many people were really thinking Everton were going to go on and win the league. I mean, I things feel like have happened. The standard that they have had set for themselves the past couple of years, and they have missed that mark. Big time. But this year, for some reason, like these Tampa Bay Buccaneers, if you think about it. It's there, but it's not. back on track. It's there, but it's a little close to home, bro. We're just coming off two losses, but I mean, we'll move forward. We love the Bucs. Different story, different day. They should not go lower than eighth. We're talking maybe sixth, seventh. If you're, if, if what you're saying right now is uh, the status Everton should be reaching. Ancelotti's a class manager, and I think he's going to show his class through the course of the season. He's a Premier League winner, and he knows the mentality that it takes to get things through the line. And I think he can bring bring this Everton team, let's say even to Europa League. Like, that would be a great goal for them. Pringle them in the Wolverhampton Wanderers. Um, Sad, what just happened to Raul Jimenez. I hope it's not a career um, altering because I hear I've heard mixed reports on it, and a lot of it is it's obviously if you haven't seen the challenge, you went head to head with David Luiz. It's a fractured skull. Fractured skull, and that's similar to Mr. Petrček. He wore the helmet for the rest of his career. Um, that's going to be tough being a striker. I think he's going to be a little hesitant now. I think in your mind after you. Fracture your skull as a striker, I think you're going to be a little, maybe just a little more hesitant when you go up for the header or something like that, or when you can't see the defender behind you. I think if he comes back and bosses it, I've got nothing but praise. I already have nothing but praise for him, but that would show some serious balls, and I I really do hope that he's not done for. You know what I mean? I hope that this is something he can move on and continue to play safely. You know what I mean? Not rush him back in. He should be able to wear a Lucha Libre wrestling mask Always. type helmet moving forward. There, I mean, do you know any strikers that have worn the helmet? I know that there was that Houston Dynamo guy back in the day, Kalen Carr. And when I remember what, when David Beckham was on LA Galaxy, there was the final. And I remember watching Kalen Carr as a striker with a helmet on. It didn't look right. We had uh, Eric Garcia for us last year wore a helmet as a defender. It's Petacek's and Petacek's only. It's Petacek's iconic. Yeah, it's that iconic. That has pulled that off. I mean, I like the mask, too. I think I like the mask. It's a, it's a freaking injury that's happened to them. But the mask sometimes are cool. Like they can, obviously, when they break maybe a cheekbone or break the nose, they wear yeah, the mask Yeah, you got to have that protection. Yeah. But it's just a head injury so, so, so dangerous. That's, that's, it's hard to talk about that because that's almost showing you that is this what we think this entire Wolverhampton Wanderers team is. You know what I mean? I think from the beginning of the season, we've been saying that loss of Matt Doherty. Yeah, they've replaced him, you know, with Semedo. He's done all right. He's not Matt Doherty. I think they've just lost that solidity. And I can tell the you talisman. personally, with Traore, the most frustrating player to have managed the past 10 game, game weeks. He is not firing at all for them with assists, with goals, anything. And he's, he's rustled a little bit. He wants to get out. I, I think that losing... 
Raul Jimenez will absolutely change the dynamic in the way the Wolves play. Because now they're going to, honestly, the kid they brought in, Fabio Silva, they spent big money on the Portuguese kid. There's going to be, he's going to have to step in and he's going to have to play much more often than they had planned on previously. That's a lot of pressure to put into a 16, 17, I think he's 17, a 17 year old. And I mean, they have some good sparks. I mean, Wolves' back line is still fantastic. You know what I mean? Don Decker, Connor Cody, um, Pedro Neto. They've gotten great. Nelson Semedo on the right. Rui Patricio at back. They still have a very good team. But they don't have that center forward. Boss anybody and everybody. Like, the guy scores against the top six. You know what I mean? Like, that's invaluable to a team. is somebody who can score goals against any opponent. And that's what Raul Jimenez is. I agree. Tied on points, these next two teams, Southampton and West Ham. Southampton in sixth, though. Um, seem to get the job done against the big boys, in a way, and then drop it to, again, these teams that they should be beating if, of course, Southampton fans are meant to dream. They're meant to dream. Hassan Hoodle's at the helm, though, and I think he's done a fantastic job. I got nothing, nothing but praise for the work he's done with Southampton, especially the turnaround since they lost 9-1 to Leicester. Um, it's it, they they look good, and I think obviously Danny Ings going out. Everybody was very very uh, worried, but Shea Adams has stepped up. They still have a goal threat, and I think they should be aiming towards the sixth to ninth region as well. Stay up there. I think it'll be really really tight from six to nine. To be honest, the kids are pretty cool too. Nice kids. I like their kids. Nice stripe. A team has really surprised me. I personally hate playing this team every time the day comes, but definitely surprised me. And they're doing the business right now. Back-to-back-to-back wins. West Ham United up in fifth with 17 points. Uh, 17 goals scored, 11 let in. Like I was saying earlier, I think it's West Ham are just showing the most heart in a way in some of these matches. They can play boring. They really, really can. But... The passion's taken over, and that's nice to see. And and I think that these are that's what you know. David Moyes pretty much is Dare hanging you say on by the a Moyes thread. With. Exactly, he's just hanging on by a thread. With hey, go out there and give me passion. That's all I want. And then job done, really, for him. Do you want to talk about the the suspicion that once David Moyes was suspended from touchline, and he had to manage them via. Via Zoom call, essentially, they've turned their fortunes. <laughs> because he was sitting at home with the virus and listening to what the Sky Sports commentators were saying, what West Ham needed oh to do. Oh my God. So he calls up the squad at halftime and he goes, we need to do this more. Somebody hold it. Some, they're circled around. Somebody's holding the phone on speakerphone. He goes, you can't let them talk to me like this. Listen to what they're saying. Listen to what they're saying. <laughs> It's either that or somebody took the lead and they just took their shot. There was no one looking. They looked at everybody in a room with no cameras, no mics, and they said, listen, I'm I'm, I'm the captain now. (laughs) I don't know. They're not staying here. Just looking at them. I I don't mean to throw shade on them or anything, but I just... There are teams right now who are dropping a couple games. Everton, you got to think Man United are going to get it going. Man City are obviously going to get back up to it, so... West Ham drop, but ride this run of form. We're talking form so much here. Back-to-back losses for Leicester. They could have gone top 
if they are tied for top place with Tottenham and Liverpool they if no they balls. beat Fulham. Got no balls. Brendan Rodgers isn't the man. You think? I'm going to go anti-Brendan Rodgers. You, you heard it here. This is it. This is my staple mark of the season. No Brendan Rodgers. episode notes. You, the first line you're writing right now is Brendan Rodgers. Brendan Rodgers is a farce. Is a false messiah. Is a man who knows how to slip up. Did you see that video on BR? Which one? The one where he's like, do you want to loan to less? Oh. <laughs> they got it right. They got that right. He's a sure. bottom feeder. I'm, I'm not kidding. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to tirade the men's, the men's uh, well-being. But I'm not a believer. Lester will not get it done. And he'll be great. He'll be a great manager to keep them in sixth place for his tenure there. Back, he'll be a great manager back in the Scottish League is what you're saying. He will. We almost won it with Leicester once or twice. Always got to give the shout-outs to Jamie Vardy. Cheers to him. Yeah, I, won't, I don't want to say too much. I don't want Jamie Vardy getting yeah, come on. Come on. He's, he'll be a guest when he uh, hits 50. Chelsea, 19th. Uh, we're playing pretty good. We're, we're keeping the clean sheets. Mendy's a blessing that this come into this squad, man. I mean... You've lost once this year. The key, the golden ticket to the Willy Wonka factory. It's it's awesome. We missed him. Uh, we missed that presence. I feel like even with Courtois, sometimes I didn't like the dude's attitude, but he was just a lanky keeper, and that's everything we've needed. So we're getting some results. They look good. Um, you're firing on all cylinders, which is something that's good to see. You're seeing a lot of different goal scorers every week. I think. For one thing, you've seen uh, someone like Ben Chilwell, I think, has added a lot more goal threat and end product to his game since he's gone to Chelsea. A lot more assists, a lot more uh, involved in goals. He had a couple chalked out. He scored a couple. Um, Reese James has really developed. I think over the summer he's gotten to be a very, very strong right back, probably one of the best in the league. Um, your back line has been solid. I think there were questions raised at the beginning, but um, I think that's just a backline gelling. Not really much you can say about that. But like you said, Mindy is the man. He came in and did the job you were looking for. And you haven't really had to rely on people that you thought you had. Like everyone was saying this is Christian Pulisic's year after such a great start when they did the restart at the end of last season. He's been injured and they've been firing. You know what I mean? That's Kai Havertz I think is one that you could say has underwhelmed so far. Yeah. I, I like it. I like what I'm seeing, and you know I won't go on too much more about it. Well, we can't we can't not mention Timo Werner. No, I, I I think he's still. You haven't seen the best Timo Werner yet, but I also think you haven't seen the best blue Frank Lampard's blues side yet. I think there's still so much more to come. And then um, Ziyech on the right. We've got good. the depth. We've got the depth to move forward. The team who is uh, talking about depth almost every other day at this moment in time is, well, it's Jurgen Klopp and it's Liverpool. They're looking back into their squad, seeing who's available because someone else has just gone down. They've had some bad luck. But they are tied top of the table. They're still doing it. They're still doing the business. What do you boil that down to? Mentality. He's a coach, and that's what he does. He coaches a mentality, and every player that plays on Liverpool has that mentality, and they all play for the Jurgen Klopp cause, and that's invaluable. Shows that he's really uh, solidified himself at the club, and shows that his opinion is final. There's always time where 
you just can't get it wrong. Mohamed Salah, Sadio Mane, Firmino, and even when all three of them are on the day, couldn't get it wrong. We've had two years of very, very, very powerful Liverpool. Granted, they've got injuries right now, but they've got a breath of fresh air with Diogo Jota. Diogo Jota has come in and impressed a lot of people. I think he... I'm surprised by how much game time he got, but I think he forced him way in. He forced it, He literally forced his way into that team. I mean, every time you bring on and you score and you keep coming on and scoring, you're going to get into that team. Yeah. I, again, I just think he's a breath, breath of fresh air. He's the new senti that is hanging in the rear view mirror of a very nice German luxury SUV. Oh. <laughs> That's the way Liverpool are right now. They've had that mentality over the past couple of years, but a team who is joint top of the table with them, maybe we didn't see him there, maybe we did. Maybe just a year too early. Tottenham Hotspur, Jose Mourinho's Tottenham Hotspur said at the top, why are they there? They are there. <sighs> I'll go ahead. They're there because of two people. They have the best defense in the league. They're there because of two people. Who? Hyung Min Sun and Harry Kane. And that's why they're there. Tottenham have great have have looked fantastic this season. But the partnership that Hyung Min Sun and Harry Kane have had this year has been absolutely devastating. I mean, it's it's expected every time they play now. You know what I mean? Like they're on the same wavelength. He doesn't have to look to know where Harry to where Harry Kane's gonna be. Harry Kane doesn't have to look to where Hyung Min Son's going to be. Hyung Min Son will run an entire field and juke out three people and somehow score. Um, they can't put a foot wrong right now. And Harry Kane's looked world class and stepping back, you could say, and playing as more of like a creator as opposed to just the target man up front. And Jose Mourinho is, I guess, if you had to name a third person, he has uh, he's putting out a good eleven and he's getting results. I think he's. He's got a very uh, different effect, similar effect, let me say, to Jurgen Klopp, but it's completely different. Mourinho, we know how Mourinho operates, but I'm telling you, he's doing a job with this, with this team, and it's probably just going to be for this year, in my opinion, but he's doing a job right now. You only need one year, especially if you're Tottenham. And you only need a job. Of each team, we're still waiting. Subscribe as well. Glad to be back. We're back. How's the body?